stocks, bonds, ETFs, straight out of downtown Chicago. This is Zach's Market Edge. Welcome to Zach's Market Edge, the podcast about investing in your life. I'm your host, Tracy Reinick, and this week I'm going to go solo again to talk about insider buying in the popular stocks. Now, recently I did a whole episode on insider selling at the tech companies, and a lot of you were really interested in that topic and what it all meant and all of that. So I thought I'd cover some of the better signals, the insider buying, because it's really the buying that gives you some insight into what the insiders are thinking about their companies, not the selling. So let's talk about what that means. So basically, you have two different kinds of scenarios with insider buying. The one is when insiders are buying more shares as they hit new highs. Now, that's the rarer scenario, as you might imagine, because do any of us like to buy stocks when they hit new highs? Not really. Not, not often. But Occasionally, there are insiders who will dive in when shares are breaking out. And to me, that's a really strong signal when they do that. The more common scenario is when they're beaten down. That's after an earnings report or some other news and the shares sell off big and everyone at the company's like, no, you've, you know, this is oversold. They're crazy. It, things are not that bad. Um, so they're going to buy more because they feel like you know, the shares are undervalued at that level. So that is much more common to see. And usually that's when you see the CEOs buying in these confidence type of buys of like trying to send a signal to the market that, you know, he or she still believes in the company and that's why they're buying. It's usually like a million dollars for some reason. That's like the standard thing for the CEO buys. Like I'm buying a million dollars. That means I I still think our strategy is going to work. Um, but I, I do like those signals when those happen. Um, but really the strongest one of the beaten down stocks is when there's a cluster buy of people buying. And that's when a whole bunch of the insiders all agree like, Hey, our, our shares are really cheap and we're going to buy here. Um, then that's when I really notice. but uh, any of these signals are intriguing. So, um, you know, that's what you need to be looking for as, uh, if you're looking at the buys, it's not really just the buys, but kind of what kind of signal that's sending. Now, remember, there's some things you need to know about insider buying, too, um, before you can look at those signals. And the first one is the most basic. Remember that the insiders are usually senior management, and that can be the CEO, the CFO, the general counsel, the head of HR. Usually you can see some like vice presidents of marketing or operations Sometimes you'll see senior vice president of China or something like that. Those are all considered senior management. That um, definition is a little fluid. I've seen it expanded and be quite large at some companies. And then at smaller companies, a lot of times it's a little more narrow, but that's probably also because they have less bureaucracy, basically. Um, but it's all of those people plus the board of directors. So um, you'll, see, you'll often see a lot of directors buying and selling. Um, the second thing is that they cannot buy shares whenever they want. That's kind of the misconception that, oh, the insiders, they can just rush out and buy as soon as the stock sells off and get in really cheap. No, that's not true. Companies usually have compliance departments that only open the window for the insiders to buy at certain time periods. Now, usually one of those time periods is after they report quarterly earnings, and it's usually about a week or two after 
the quarterly earnings report comes out that they'll tell the insiders and everybody else working at the company, now's the time you can buy on the open market if you or buy or sell on the open market. And um, otherwise, you're basically not allowed. Now, at some large companies, like I'm talking the Fortune 500, the big tech giants and things like that, companies like that, there may only be one day out of the entire quarter that the compliance department, you know, sends around a notice that you could actually buy or sell. And in, probably for some, there may be no days in that quarter when you can buy or sell. Um, it's hard to know, and nobody on the outside ever knows what they're being told. And some of the reasons that you cannot buy or sell at all would be if the company is in some kind of M&A, um, usually even if you work in a division that's totally separate from where the M&A would, you know, is taking place or the discussions are happening. It's too risky to allow insiders to buy because some of that information might have been left on, you know, the fax machine or the copy machine or whatever. And um, too many people inside the company know. So for M&A issues, you'll, you'll see a lockdown a lot of times. And if a company is struggling a bit and you know that they're or they they know that they're going to put out like pre-announced earnings or something like that then's when you'll also see a lockdown so keep that in mind you're not able to buy or sell that's one of the misconceptions everybody thinks that insiders can just do whatever they want but that's not true and also remember that once the insider does buy or sell, the company has 48 hours to file the form with the SEC. You can look these up on the SEC's website, which is just sec.gov, and you can put in the ticker there, and you too can see what the insiders are doing with these forms. So they have to file it for basically every transaction, including when they give out awards to the employees. So you can see all of those there. And because of that 48-hour delay, um, it takes a little bit of time to get over there and for us to find out about it. So all these things add up to little tweaks in the insider trading world that you should know about. But let's dive in and take a look at some of the popular stocks. I'm going to start off with ones that have sold off first, and then I'm going to look at some popular stocks that are hitting or near their even 52 or all-time highs and see if anyone's diving in there to get, um, you know, that's the rarer uh, possibilities that they're buying in on these highs. But I know everybody's all anxious, like, oh, I missed this whole rally or, oh, it's too late to get in. Well, maybe some of these insiders are getting in even with their stock at new highs. But let's start off with those, the easier one with the sell-off. So you'd think with a big pullback in the shares, they would be really juicy, right? And that is what sends the strong signal. So shares are off 20%, 25% on an earnings report. No, things aren't really that bad. So the insiders go in to buy with their own cash because what are they? They're basically greedy, but I would be too if I thought things were really good in my company and I would be buying. So let's start off with the company we all know, and it's Starbucks. So what's going on over there? So they have a new CEO and there's been some uncertainty about where the growth is going to come from. The shares weren't altogether cheap in recent years, but now there's these growth concerns. So is it a growth stock? Is it a value stock? Nobody seems to know. Shares are down 7.4% year-to-date when you have the S&P 500 basically the opposite, up 7.5. So it's really underperforming once again this year. And over the last two years, the shares are down 5%. 
versus the S&P being up almost 33%. So again, multiple years of underperforming here. You'd think maybe some of the insiders might be starting to look around. And I went and looked and sure enough, they are. So one insider bought on August 20th, the president and COO um, bought 5,000 shares. And this was this person's first time buying on the open market since joining the company in 2017. No one else, however, has bought in 2018. So we just have this one sole insider buying a decent amount at the 5,000 shares, but at least it sends a kind of positive signal here that some of the insiders at Starbucks, even though they're given tremendous amount of awards and things in shares, are starting to look around and say, hmm, maybe these are a little bit cheap. And in full disclosure, I own Starbucks in my own personal portfolio and I've owned it for multiple years. So I'm suffering along with, with everyone else here. Um, but that's that'll be one I'm going to be watching to see if any more insiders buy on this recent weakness. So let's turn to some retailers because some of those have sold off big. We have some that are soaring, some that are still in what I call the turnaround. So the management's still trying to figure it out. And no, I'm not talking about JCPenney this this episode, but I have covered them in the past. I didn't look to see if anyone is buying over at JCPenney right now. They just reported earnings, but um, I decided to look at Pier 1 instead. So this is the furniture retailer. Many of us know they have, uh, you know, hundreds of stores around the country still, but they're going in a new direction. They're trying to get rid of some old inventory. They're remodeling stores and they are bringing in some new product. But will this work? Nobody knows. Um, does management believe? That's what I want to know. And maybe we can tell buy if any insiders are buying. So year to date, these shares are down 51.6%. Now remember the S&P 500 is up 7.5. So it's getting crushed down. Two years, it's down 55%, way underperforming S&P 500. The shares are at those new lows trading around $2. I think I saw them as low as like $1.70 at one point. And I took a look, but um, nobody is buying right now. They're, the last insider buy was a director in April of this year, and that was a pretty big buy. They uh, That director bought 10,000 shares at $2.31, so a little higher than where the shares are now. But nobody else is really diving in, which I really don't like in a company that's a turnaround like this. Usually you'd see at least the CEO getting in there, um, and especially when those shares went under the $2. Now, it could be that Maybe the window's not open for them to be buying. That's why I look back in time to see over the last prior months if anyone was buying. But so far, Pier 1 in, uh, imports, their their insiders are not thinking that this is a deal here, in my opinion. So that's something to keep in mind. The ticker there for Pier 1 is PIR. Now let's turn to one I talk about a lot because I did want to know what was going on at this one. And I actually was wrong about the stock. So General Electric, tickers GE, as we all know, <laughs> shares are down almost 29% year to date, down 59% over the last two years. We all know, are they cheap? Should we be buying? But more importantly, are the insiders getting in there? And I was surprised to see we did have one insider buy in July. July 24th, a director bought 191,000 shares. That's pretty big there, even with shares at these low levels, it, shares at the time were trading at 13. 1304 is what he averaged out on, and that's $2.5 million buy. He has about 360,000 shares, so 
now that he's added the 191, you can see that's more than half of his total shares. That's a big buy. It looks like he just joined the board. So this could be kind of him saying, went to a couple meetings, meh, things aren't that bad. Everybody's crazy. I, I feel like these are undervalued here. I'm going to buy a whole bunch. Nobody else uh, has been buying in recent months, but going back a little bit in time, a senior v vice president did buy in January of this year. And that's when the shares were at 16 and he bought some at 16.28. So a little more pricey than where they are now, but nobody else diving in on these yet, but it does send a pretty strong signal when you see a director buying a big, big buy like that for 2.5 million there. So GE, one I'm going to keep an eye on because I did think nobody was buying there. So I got that one wrong. I was wrong. But let's switch over to the more positive and rarer story of the stocks hitting new highs. Now, I want to say um, I got really lucky with one of these in the insider trader portfolio that I run here at Zacks. And that's because um, a couple of years ago, an insider bought at Weight Watchers, one of the directors. And at the time, the shares were hitting new highs. It was something like $22 or something at the time. And I was like, should I buy it? Should I not? The director believes, even though the shares had already been on quite a run off the lows. And so we bought it. And yes, we had very nice returns as it soared. But we've actually sold out of that a while ago, but shares continue to soar. So they've recently come in a little bit of turbulence, however. So over the last two years, the shares are up 643%. Yes, 643% on Weight Watchers. It's insane, but good for everybody who's in this trade. Year to date, I, I have just 62%, and I say just because it is off the highs. They were up as much as about 120% earlier, and now they've pulled back considerably, so they're up just 62%. And I thought, no, nah, Nobody's going to be buying here, are they? Except we did have this recent big pullback. Maybe some insiders see this as a buying opportunity. And sure enough, a director did jump in to buy more shares. On August 15th, 4,000 shares at 71.59. Into This is what's interesting. This director already owns 42,000 shares, and he bought these shares, these 4,000, into a spouse's IRA account. Because you can do that, too, and you have to disclose that. Um, I've seen them for children, spouses, sometimes into like a separate company, like corporate entity you can put them in. But this is in the spouse's IRA. This is not the first buy. This is like a, a multiple buys. But there's a little over 6,000 shares in the spouse's IRA now. And But that's interesting because in, a, in an IRA, you're not exactly going to sell it quickly. Like you're thinking longer term for these shares and that this director still sees some kind of value here to want to say, hey, I'm putting these in my spouse's retirement account. So that's that's interesting and intriguing. Um, this is the only buy at Weight Watchers this year at all by any insiders. So again, it's just one insider doing something interesting. It's not a cluster buy, but all it took the last time I bought Weight Watchers was one director deciding to buy as well. So you got to look at these little signals if you're watching the insiders and try to interpret. But this one was definitely intriguing. So that's Weight Watchers. WTW is the ticker there. And then switching over to one of the tech companies. Now, normally I wouldn't even look at the tech companies 
um, because at least the newer ones, because they get so many stock options when there's an IPO. And even in the first like 10 years or 20 years of the company, all of the employees get stock options. All of the upper management has stock options. They have too many stock options, really. And there's no need for them to buy more, even if they think the shares are cheap. And what I talked about on that last episode of Insider buying and selling that I did here on the podcast was them all selling these shares to diversify their portfolios. So we've seen, you know, um, Jack Dorsey doing it. Heck, we've even seen Oprah Winfrey at Weight Watchers doing it to fund her foundation over there. But certainly at the tech companies, um, Sheryl Sandberg at Facebook is selling constantly to diversify because she has so many shares. So normally I'm like, meh, about the big tech companies. You're not going to see much because they're selling, nobody's buying. But in this case, I decided to look at some of the older tech names, the ones that have been around 30 or 40 years, because pretty much those senior vice presidents or the head of HR or the general counsel is probably not the original general counsel. At least I wouldn't think so. Um, you know, Microsoft IPO'd way back in the 80s, right? Wasn't it? 80s. So you've got a whole new management up there and they're going to, yes, they're still getting options, but not the same way as the founding class of management does. So I took a look at Microsoft. This is one of the old guys, um, of course, the ticker MSFT. And year to date up about 25%, two-year return, 91% versus S&P 500 at 32.9% over that time period. Um, shares are hitting those new highs, breaking out still. And I thought, well, is anybody getting in over there? And sure enough, in June of this year, a director did buy when the shares were at the highs then, bought 5,400 5, shares at 101.96. Now the shares are up at since then, up almost another $10 or so since then, hitting those new highs. But this director was believing in June, after the prior um, two two quarters ago, good earnings reports, that maybe these shares still had some room to run. So Microsoft, that's interesting. I didn't find anyone else buying, but there was a director sneaking in there a couple of months ago to get in at those highs. Then I took a look at NVIDIA because they've been around for a while now too. Not quite as long as Microsoft, but a little bit older, even though Jensen Wong is the founder and he's still CEO over there. But they might have had some insiders buying. I didn't know, so I took a look. Year-to-date, NVIDIA shares still up 26.5%. Two-year returns, 335%. Very hot. The shares um, kind of stalling a little bit here in 2018, but like I said, still up 26.5%. So it's not too shabby, but nobody's buying over at NVIDIA. Nobody's buying anything over there. They're getting a lot of options and awards and things, but nobody buying on these highs. So what does that tell you if nobody's buying? Um, not much, again, on a lot of these tech companies. It tells me more if the shares um, I have sold off and nobody's buying. Like I said, the Pier 1 um, example, if nobody's buying there, or even GE, when you hear all the headlines of OGEs at you know multi-year lows or even multi-decade low, that's when I expect insiders to buy if they believe, if they think that the turnaround is going to work, if they believe management strategy to get them back on track, that's when they should be buying. And lo and behold, there is that one insider buying at GE right now. So 
Um, that is what I want to see. So let's recap some of these stocks again so you can go check them out. And it always, you know, it, all this information is just out there on the SCC website. So you can be checking your favorite stocks too to kind of see what the insiders are doing. But let's recap those tickers again. I have a little more than usual here. Uh, Weight Watchers, we had WTW, Microsoft, MSFT, NVIDIA, where nobody was buying, not yet at least, NVDA. We had Starbucks. We had one insider buying over there on that weakness, SBUX. Pier 1 is PIR. Uh, nobody really buying over there on the recent plunge down. And General Electric, there is someone buying there. GE is the ticker there. As I said, I own Starbucks in my own personal portfolio, and I do own Microsoft in in as well, but I don't own any of these others. Um, but I might be taking a look at some of these based on what I'm seeing here. So remember to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode because I usually have guests on this show. Uh, just not this week, but we bring you all the hot topics. We recently discussed the marijuana stocks before some of the big news came down on that. We do that show pretty often. So if you're interested in marijuana stocks, you might want to go back and check out that episode just a little while ago. And as always, we'll cover the topics that interest you, the cryptocurrencies, the blockchain, of course, the pot stocks, what's going on with tech. I've covered the semiconductors, might be looking at housing again soon. So don't miss a single episode. Subscribe over on iTunes. On Apple Podcasts, you can get us under the Zach's Market Edge there. And you can also get us on SoundCloud. But make sure you get us so you get all the episodes. And I'll see you again next week.